0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? How learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr.
1: Finally. And Jesus it's Christ. me, Rachel Van Lindsay.
0: Yeah, I came to the podcast. It's finally late. on. I'm, I'm I'm working here at the Spotify offices. Uh, and we got a little bit of a late start, but we're here. Ha ha! Rachel. We're um, not just here. You, you
1: invited a special guest to the podcast, and that I'm, would be a cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm up on. I'm hyped up on a coffee today after work. Uh. Come on, come on. <laughs> oh, <now. laughs> Donnie. Hey, hey Donnie. <laughs> oh. That's the kind of girl, I, girl I need down, my down state. on state. my team. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, you know what? When I was a kid, I used to look mm-hmm. at the, the, the black coffee video, uh, cause it had beautiful women in it. And it was one mm-hmm. of the, it, you go back and you look at the black coffee video now, and that's what I, that's what you really want. You know, you want beautiful women that all look different. They all sure. look different. You know what I mean? You don't want everybody to look the same. No, and you now, don't. sometimes, sometimes it's like in the videos, the, I mean, just keep it real. They fucking all look exactly the same. It's like, it's not- The videos, <laughs> the social
1: media. Yeah. Yes, like there's a particular look and, you know, we don't celebrate uniqueness in the way that we should.
0: Do you like you like the, the idea of the song Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream?
1: Okay, man. All right, here we go. <laughs> As I was telling you earlier, there are a list of songs that I am no longer able to participate in. In. I mean, I'm black coffee, no
0: sugar, no cream. Yeah.
1: So, so what if you, Brian? Ju- Brian, this could be Brian's anthem, right? This could be what his if anthem. You,
0: what if you change it, right?
1: Okay.
0: Y- and you change it, and it's like it's not because look, I'm no one saying you don't like black coffee. It's just at this point, yeah. you like a you could do the you could do a new song. I chose the song dip, be- I
1: chose a Colombian coffee.
0: Colombian coffee.
1: A little sugar,
0: some sugar, cream. A little sugar, some cream. Some
1: that's cream. The, that's, yeah.
0: that's the kind of Chico I need down on my teeth.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you could change it to like, like you could take it to you could you could be like coquito. Lots of sugar, lots of cream. You know what I mean?
1: That's like You're right. that's a, you know what? The remix. Can, cause,
0: Cause right now, think about if you got bad bunny on that bitch. Bad bunny should remake this.
1: Man. That's actually a really good idea. I know.
0: Bad Bunny should come in. Just and but I will say this: Remember that time that uh, Danny Lee made the Yellow Bone song?
1: Let's not. Let's not.
0: Shit kicked her <laughs> ass. I ain't seen her since.
1: But this is but this is different because there is coquito. There is Colombian coffee. That's a real thing. You just change it up to mash. It's not. You no, know it's crazy. The same.
0: Is that? The coffee that Heavy D is talking about is probably Colombian.
1: <laughs> probably so. Mm-hmm. But you no, don't want it mixed with anything. No, I had a Latino. It's Afro Latino coffee.
0: Afro Latino coffee, no sugar, no cream. I had a uh I had a cup of coffee. Uh it jammed me up. I haven't eaten anything today.
1: Oh my God, you had coffee on an empty stomach?
0: Damn, jammed up. I don't know.
1: Let's go ahead and just apologize for this podcast because (laughs) coffee, I drink coffee on an empty stomach because I like to do intermittent fasting. So I always have coffee in the morning and then I wait probably like four hours before I actually eat.
0: I don't feel good. Like, I feel like I'm on pins and needles. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's fucking four o'clock. And you haven't had anything in your stomach but a cup of really, coffee. I you might looked. pass out during this podcast.
0: I um I ran too earlier. I, went, I ran three miles. Oh
1: my God. It's just, it just it's
0: just I didn't have time. Okay. I didn't have time. Didn't have time to This is to not eat.
1: healthy. This I, is not I, healthy.
0: It's not it's not about being healthy, okay? It's about the fact that Clearly. I did, I didn't have time. I got up. It was about getting the house ready for Myrta to come over. And um and so you have to clean up a little bit before the cleaning lady comes because you're black.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> black
1: people do that. That is. I've had this conversation with Brian. That is very true. That's a black thing. That's a black thing. Yeah,
0: it's like I'm. I, I don't. I'm busy. I'm not nasty. So yes. you gotta make sure yes. that. And, and if there's any, you know, it's like, hey, clean it up. I basically, I'm going to be real with you. I basically clean the bathroom up myself. I basically clean it up myself before she comes. It's like, you know, and and plus it's like you ain't trying to put somebody through the fucking dregs of your shit. Have some respect for yourself. And just it's a deep cleaning, but, like, have some respect for yourself and don't leave somebody the the nastiest of the nasty. It's not ever really that nasty. It's not nasty like that. But it's like, you know, sometimes... In the middle of the night, I go in my bathroom and I piss all over the toilet seat. I like. Oh my god! It's facts. I don't care what y'all say. And a lot of guys out there are gonna act like they don't do that. It's facts.
1: It's facts. Okay. First off, then I'm glad that you clean things up for her when she comes. I don't. I like, and I'm glad you also cleared up the fact that you're not that nasty because it was really going to a dark place. I straighten up. I don't like for my clothes to be messed with. I hang up all the clothes. You know, I put all the dirty clothes together. I put things in their proper place so Uh you can just clean. I like to straighten up.
0: You don't like people to see your clothes? Why?
1: I don't like people to wash my clothes. Matter of fact, Rebecca, love her. Hershey Hershey chocolate. Love Rebecca, but Rebecca washed and trigger warning for some people, my real leather pants. And I was upset because they cost a lot of money and she washed them.
0: This is making Rebecca me Rebecca's still
1: with us. Why?
0: Because <laughs> Why it feels water? like, no, it just, no, it, it feels like this human being, man. Fuck your pants. You know what I'm saying? She no, made a mistake. I,
1: it's not like I fired her. I you know, love her. It seems her. like you
0: wanted to. You wanted to fire her. No,
1: but I was very upset. But then I realized I didn't say, don't wash it. That's on me. So like I can recognize the error in my way. So now I'm just like, don't want, that's why I'm like, don't mess with the clothes because sh- you might not know that this isn't supposed to do this and it's supposed to be with this. I took the responsibility for that. It's not like I was like, hey, I'm a, I'm a doctor or something. I'm not like that. I love, I love what she does and helps us out with. Let's be real. No, that, is, that was real. <laughs> that
0: was real. So I have something to tell you. Rebecca did that shit on purpose. She <laughs> Re- Rebecca is sick of you, <laughs> no, Cruella she de <laughs> no, She's She she she's sick of you, really mm-hmm. putting her through—no pun intended—the ringer. And Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca went. Rebecca, Rebecca looked at that shit. It said Wilson's fine leathers on the tag. And she put threw that in there, and she threw three tie paws at that bitch. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> like Emerald Lagasse, like Emeril Lagasse, bam! She threw, threw, threw bam! She threw, threw tie paws at that bitch, and then she came back. No. I'm fucking with Rebecca. I'm gonna come over. I and, am too. Like I want to talk to Rebecca. I know. Let me what's tell going you on. how
1: much, how much I fuck with Rebecca. The prior uh, owner of this house, Rebecca works with, and so he introduced me to Rebecca, and oh I was like, my she's.
0: God. Like, this what? The plot thickens. No. Rebecca loved those people and she was a part <laughs> of their family. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on for
1: This a is a the makings of a movie. Wait, hold on. This,
0: R- R- Rebecca loved them. She was a part of their family. You know what I mean? She was hanging out with them. She loved the dogs. She loved the kids. And all of a sudden, you swooped in <laughs> and bought them. They were probably renting that house and you swooped in and bought the house from out uh, out from under them. Rebecca, I'm telling you, the hand that rocks the cradle no. too, colon, Rebecca's <laughs> revenge. <laughs> I'm telling you, Rebecca's revenge.
1: If anything, if anything, she's disappointed now because of Copper's pneumonia. I haven't been able to have her come over this entire year because, you know what, I don't even want to continue because I saw on the Reddit, yes, I saw on the Reddit that somebody referred to Copper as a menace. And so I'm not, oh, no damn. more Copper stories. No more Copper stories. I fuck with Copper. None.
0: But, I mean, None. To, it, None. you guys have to understand. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I don't have any issue with the way Copper lays down the law at his own crib. <laughs> That's like not a thing to me. So I, the rest of y'all can have a problem with Copper the Cop. cop if y'all want, not me. Leather pants. No,
1: he, as he, as he barks in the background. No, I mean, th- th- he's, he's aging. And that's really what's the issue. And it's sad.
0: What are y'all, what are y'all doing this weekend? We're definitely not going to talk about copper aging. I hope you, why'd you even open that up? We're definitely not talking no, about No, I
1: mean, that. like, it's a behavioral thing. It, they, they've told us that he's becoming a grumpy old man. Hmm. Case in point
0: what are you, what are you, uh, what are you doing this weekend? School's
1: out. So he sees people walking by, um, this weekend, this weekend, honestly, I'm chilling and I'm actually looking forward to a weekend where I can catch up on stuff. I'm going to do my taxes. Um, I'm going to have brunch with a girlfriend. We're going to go to an engagement party, celebrate Brian's friend. He got engaged. What about you?
0: So, yeah, I'll be at the, I'll be at the, the Colin Kaepernick, uh, know your rights camp. um, on Saturday
1: I follow what they do. They do great work.
0: They do great work. Uh, what's your, what's your, you know, some people wonder what your stance on cap and Eric Reed are, you know what I mean? Like, do you have an issue with them?
1: If people are questioning what my issue is, then they obviously aren't listening to the podcast. I a hundred percent have always been in support of what Colin Kaepernick stands for and Eric Reed and have praised what they've done. The only thing that I've ever done that might be misinterpreted is question why he wanted to be back in the NFL. And I still stand by that. I don't get it. And I'm allowed to say that. And 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 I'm not knocking Kaepernick for feeling a certain way and wanting to get back in the league. And you've explained, you know, that this is what he's always done and this is what he wants to do and this has been taken away from him. And I understand that. But I also don't understand why you would want to go back to a league that you've been so critical of that's the only thing that i've ever questioned but like anybody who's saying that i don't support what he's doing i follow them on social i watch what they do i saw the new documentary that they have on hulu like i support i've only wondered why he wanted to be back in the nfl and i think that's a question that a lot of people ask maybe
0: he'll come on one day and Maybe him or Nessa can come on and explain it better. Yeah, than me. like I, I feel like I've talked about it. It's not a it hot, and-
1: it's not a hostile thing at all. Like I, I think that for what he went through, and to see what he's done, and outside of football, just bringing awareness to black issues and the struggle, and 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 what's like they've been totally dedicated to that. I fully support it and commend it. I just don't know why you won't play in the NFL. That's it. That's yeah. it.
0: <clears throat> we'll have to get into that because I feel like we've already talked about it. We have. Um, so hopefully one day, you know, we'll have the conversation about why some people feel like it's important for him to play in the NFL again, like really important, and also why it's so important to him and his family. And I feel like, you know, I've tried to talk about that, but it'll probably be best, uh, if, if, well, you know, people can talk and speak for themselves. Although I think that you know, we've talked about it before and i personally think for me personally it's important um just because i don't want to be able i don't want i don't want to see the system be able to take everything away from somebody for standing up for my rights but i'll b- table that we'll talk about it a later day, but i'll tell you something else when speak, speak go ahead you, you,
1: you. well i was just gonna say what i do think i understand what you're saying and what i do think is great is that they haven't allowed the system to completely hold them down and bring them down no mm-hmm. the nfl isn't happening for you but you've been able to take it and do so much more that's what i like that's what i commend you didn't let that hold you down you didn't stop just there You continue to fight the good fight. It wasn't just about kneeling. It was so much more than that. And you've been dedicated to that cause and other works. I fully support that.
0: I do want to talk about somebody else who's getting back in the league,
2: though. The League of Batch.
0: Have you guys seen the reports?
1: And I saw the, yes. And I also saw the other report.
0: I saw a shocking report that soup kitchen might be serving again very soon but there is reportedly interest between
2: a super and super and dog and batch in a reheating
0: of the meal
1: <laughs> you are so into bachelor nation news and i actually love to watch that, like, you get all into it, get all excited about
0: it. Well, look, we've made a decision. I care less. We've made a decision here on this podcast to not intersect with Batch or TMZ unless it's necessary. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. Rach, I don't feel like we can't even mention it. What other report did you see? I haven't seen a report that he's not ABC going back. ABC
1: immediately. You know how normally they're like, Oh, we reached out to ABC and couldn't get a response. ABC immediately was like, "That's absolutely not true. That's just a rumor. We're denying that that's not true.
0: Did they say unequivocally that there's no way that they would ever have him back?
1: Um, I don't think that that was the wording, but they came out and said that there was no truth to that. Um, okay. I believe let's not let's not let's not beat around the bush. The man has a podcast. Okay, I wouldn't be shocked if it came from them. What great, what great publicity for you!
0: What? A what? You think soup? I don't put anything past anybody. Put leaked this rumor himself that he's coming back to Not the back.
1: I don't think he did it, but I think somebody closely affiliated probably did.
0: So I got it's genius,
1: so. right? I gotta, Everybody's I talking about it. You address it on the podcast. Go ahead.
0: I'm rooting for Soup to come back to Bachelor.
2: Why, Van? The meltdown will be so fucking
0: sufficient if we get a little a super super dog. You mean from the audience? Oh my god. Everything will be shaken up. Every, like, everything will be shaken up. People will be so mad. Soup will be at his smuggiest and he's at his best when he's smug. Okay. I don't like humble soup and he never is. Soup will be at his smuggiest. It will be one of the best things to ever happen to Batch in terms of Batch bullshit. Because l- let's be honest, nobody gives a fuck about Batch right now. Watch this. Donnie, who is the current Batchelor? Oh, I do not know. See what I'm saying? Ashley, who's the bachelor right now?
1: I, I unfortunately know because I'm working on a bachelor party podcast. Some guy named Zach. So because your work obligations have forced yeah. you to know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would other know words. otherwise. So that's important to know. It's important to know that batch is kind of not where it used to be. I'm sure the ratings are still great. But I don't hear
1: the fucking
0: critical mass of Batch. That's going to make them do something really desperate, which reheat the soup, reheat (laughs) the soup. And then after that happens, it's going to be, we're going to come into the time of the Great Batch Civil War.
1: And what does that look like? Who's on whose side?
0: Okay, so this is the sides in the Great Batch Civil War. On one side, we have...
2: The Soup and, tears. and that is led by Chris Harrison and his group of Batchites. And Rachel,
0: I'm sorry to say, on the other side of the Batch Civil War would be the Lindsay Hollicks who would be led by you no. and it's a battle for no. the soul of batch. No. You know what I'm saying?
1: You know why this isn't true? Because that That's would mean that I'm still affiliated and care to be affiliated with what happens with them. See, like I can completely draw a line in the sand of I don't want anything to do with that and I don't want to be a part of that at all. There has to be something at stake for me for there to be a civil war. There's nothing for me. There's, I, I don't want to go back to anything. I don't want to be affiliated with it. Don't call me, forget I was a part of it. I'm done. There's nothing, there is nothing that could bring me back. Not a reunion, not an apology. <laughs> there is nothing. I closed the chapter, done.
0: Okay, so I think we all know that this is camp. Okay, and let me tell you why. If they offer I if you, said something. If they offer you, offer you ten a year right now to host The Bachelor, you're doing it.
1: Mill. Yeah. Well, I'm not fucking stupid. All
0: right. So get off the then. So but get off it, Rachel. Going,
1: but that's never gonna happen. Do you right? know that there's I'm no realistic? Of, do
0: you know that there's no amount of money that I could be offered to host TMZ? Like zero. That's a different. Zero. That's
1: totally. That's totally different. There's no amount of money I could be offered to host TMZ. To be honest with you. Damn, that's crazy. I, there's nothing. There's nothing. To what the Bachelor does, with the host barely there, show up once a day, host a rose ceremony, say this is the final rose, and be out. Sure, I'll take ten mil. Let's take <sighs> Spotify on the road. Let's take Higher Learning on the road. Which country is the Bachelor filming in?
0: That's crazy. His TMZ was actually a fun show to work on. It was like fun. Have fun in the morning. Wake up in the morning, have fun. Let me tell you something. Um, uh, but let. But here's the thing about the Lindsay Hollicks. Okay. Um, the thing about the Lindsay Hollicks is that it wouldn't be your decision. The faction of people that would be against reheating the soup, they would appeal to you. You are their leader. Okay. They would say to you, because <laughs> right now, let's be honest with it. Right now, you up. Really, the Great Batch Civil War has really kind of already happened, and you guys won. This is the second batch of civil war.
1: Couldn't you say he did too? He got paid off.
0: Nah, nigga. That's not what he wanna be.
1: That's not. You're right. I will agree with that. That's see what I'm not.
0: saying. The, see, this is why this goes back to the Kaepernick thing. It doesn't matter how people think somebody is winning or doing great. It's about what they want out of their life. That's the true win. It's the win, win for him. It's the win for us if he gets to do what he wants to do. And it would be a win for Soup Kitchen. And all the soupites. if he was back on The Bachelor, all of the Kirk <laughs> soupites, all of the Kirk all of the, the... No, I
1: think she would be on our side.
0: Kirk will would be on our side?
1: Yeah. Remember, Why? he spoke for her. She didn't ask for that. I think she'd be say. on our side.
0: So you like Kirk
1: You know, I'm actually... You know, this is an amazing opportunity for me to promote an event that I have in New York with none other then friend of the podcast, Matt James, I'll be doing a 92Y live event where Matt James will be moderating a conversation with me about my new book. For the first time ever, you will have the first Black Bachelorette and the first Black Bachelor on stage live, not under contract, having a conversation about a shared world, but also promoting my book, Real Love, which you can pre-order right now. When is this happening? March 6th.
0: So In you... New York City. And Matt James. Are, is Kirkendale going to be there? I'm sure. Do you like her? Have you spoken to her? I met her one
1: time on a red carpet at the ESPYs when I was interviewing them. And she was very lovely.
2: Um. This is really interesting. Right? It's a full circle moment in a lot of ways. I think it's a very important moment for you
0: and for them. Now, Matt James has refused to come on this podcast several different times.
1: No, that's not true. The production company for the show. Forbid him from coming on.
0: They said he couldn't come
1: on. on. They said legal sent a letter to my representation and said he cannot come on this podcast.
0: Why? Why? Did we talk about this? Yeah,
1: we did briefly. Because at the time he was under contract. And my my response to that was, well, you let us have Taysha. Why are you so afraid for Matt James to come on? What are you afraid to happen? They've they forbid it they wouldn't allow it to happen
0: huh uh so in order of your conversation with matt james we're going to play something and this is what we're told is going to be played before matt james comes out on the uh-uh. stage uh-uh. donnie
1: uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. what is oh, this i <laughs> love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. that is what i truly like to be <laughs> <laughs> Everyone
0: be in love with me You want me to request that they play that when we were Please. Out? Let's see what he does. Let's see if he can take a joke. The guy's got everything. Okay. Um, uh, thank you for that, Donnie. Um, we've had some pleasantries. We're going to have not so good of a time on the other side of this. The Norfolk Southern train derailment is your big deal of the day. Rachel, how much have you been how how much have you been seeing in the press about the the Norfolk uh, Southern train derailment and its effect on the environment there?
1: It's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. I've seen it every time I turn on, you know, a show that I watch. or I'm reading something online. Everyone's talking about it as they should, because it's a very big issue. But it's not particular to what's happening in Ohio. This is something that happens in regards to derailment. And I feel like the more that I read about what's happening in Ohio into that community, I have more questions than anything else. How often does this happen? How often are, you know, uh, chemicals like this transported throughout our country? what regulations are involved when that is happening? You know, is there a certain number where it's regulated? Are there certain rules that apply The state? Is it federal? I have so many questions as to how this happened. And then I am also have so many questions as to the response from the government there in Ohio, but then also on a federal level in regards to this issue. People seem to be, I don't want to say tiptoeing, but They seem to be very careful in how they're handling it and the response to it. Meanwhile, you have residents that truly have no idea what to do. I cannot imagine living in that community. And I looked up, you know, the the demographics of the community, but also like the socioeconomic status of the community. And the median income there is 46000 for a household. So these aren't individuals that have the means to leave and go, you know, put themselves in a hotel and completely displace themselves and their family for a long long amount of times. I can't imagine going back. Okay. They say it's safe to go back and you go to sleep at night, but you can't sleep because you're worried. Will I wake up in the morning? What am I inhaling? What am I drinking? Uh, It's just such a tragedy. And yeah, I just, it's everywhere for a reason because there seems to be no unified effort on what to do. And even if, and even who is in charge doesn't seem to set like, doesn't have a definitive answer in regards to questions of, can I go back? Can I drink the water? Um, is it okay to do this? Is my soil okay? There just seems to be more questions than answers. And I think feel like that's the biggest takeaway that I have in regards to all of this.
0: Um. So yeah. So there was a train derailment. Fifty cars, including ten carrying hazardous materials, derailed on February third. Um. Three days after the incident, uh, accident, authorities burned vinyl chloride inside five tanker cars, sending hydrogen chloride and the toxic gas phosgene into the air. They said that burn was preferable. Due to the threat of a larger explosion, if nothing was done, the CDC warned that breathing the gas over long periods of time could be connected to brain, lung, and blood cancers. The burning led to an evacuation of many residents. <clears throat> um and although the evacuation orders ended February 8th, a chemical odor lingered for days after, and officials estimate thousands of fish were killed by contamination washing down streams and rivers. You talk a little bit about the demographics there. Uh, it's a place that's over 98% white, 0.3% yep. African American, 0.06% uh, Native American, uh, very few Asians, very few other races. Okay. So it's a poor white area of Ohio. This is an interesting fact. Being that this is a place where the economics intersect, uh, with the care of the people. And it's not something that's based upon race because what we have to understand sometimes when we're talking about race is while I do believe that there's a specific animus that America holds for black people and a specific usury of black bodies. Uh, the main indicator of, of your skin color is of your economic status. You're less than. Um, and when you look at a situation like this, you have to look at a town that would have these type of chemicals that are coming through the middle of their town. Anyway, you have to look at Mm -hmm. the decisions that are made in terms of why one place, uh, would be more sort of, uh, likely to have that. Um, and like what that means. I also think about my Mm -hmm. community in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. I remember one time we had school canceled in Baton Rouge because of a benzene spill along the river benzene uh, benzene was being transported through the uh, through the mississippi river there's a spill and they were like don't go outside and then uh, they canceled school benzene leave um where i'm from in louisiana is, is is part of a place the beginning of a place known as cancer alley the cancel rates are terrible uh i've talked about this on the podcast before Lost several members of my family to cancer. One of my friends died of cancer, throat cancer, when we were 14 years old. Oh my god! Uh, throat cancer, 14 years old. Um, you know, a long scenic highway in North Baton Rouge. You have a plethora of plants, different places. And I say all this to say, and that's one of the poorest areas in the country. I say all this to say that uh, there's something that's happening in this country, and the the eye that's on uh, this village in Ohio we should kind of look deeper than this. Something that happens in this country where environmentally parts of America are sacrificed for industry. And um, I guess what you would call the expansion or the capitalist (laughs) nature of the country in other areas. So uh, this is a place where the people are poor. There are poor white people. There are not a lot of them, about 5,000 people in that village. Um mm-hmm. and they're begging to be heard by a country mm-hmm. that uh uh that for the most part is beyond this would probably be ignoring them. Now, JD Vance has got involved, took this as an opportunity to blast the Biden administration over the Ohio train disaster. He says uh that Secretary Pete Buttigieg is more concerned about race and diversity represented in construction jobs instead of the fundamentals of his job. Run JD Vance.
3: So the problem we have, Tucker, is that we are ruled by unserious people who are worried about fake problems instead of the real fact that our country is falling apart in some of the most important ways. You mentioned the Environmental Protection Agency. Of course, it says it right there. It should be focused on clean air, clean water. It's the thing that I'm most focused on for the people of East Palestine, but so often they're focused on environmental racism and other ridiculous things instead of fixing the problem that they are established to fix.
0: J.D. Vance is
2: uh, saying that Joe Biden is responsible
0: for this. Joe Biden, the people to judge, are more concerned with race than they are with uh, people's lives in East Palestine. Rachel, what do you think about that?
1: Um, it's obviously a lie. And we have a soundbite from where... The governor even acknowledges, the governor of Ohio acknowledges that the Biden administration did reach out to them and say, whatever you need, we're willing to help. Donnie, can you run that?
0: Are you
3: satisfied with the Biden administration's response? Is is there anything you'd like to see more out of uh, the administration as far as health
2: like this? Look, our Ohio EPA works with the U.S. EPA. Uh, These are the principal people involved. Um, The federal government is conducting an investigation to determine why uh, this wreck occurred, this crash occurred. We await that uh, and certainly will be interested in seeing what what was going on. Uh, Look, the president called me and said, anything you need. uh, I have not called him back uh, after that after that conversation. I will not hesitate to do that if if we're seeing a problem or
1: yeah so here's my problem with jD Vance in this situation. he's taking this opportunity to politicize the moment, particularly by going on Tucker Carlson and playing and addressing certain topics in a way that play into the people who listen to his audience and that will please a Tucker Carlson. This wasn't the opportunity for you to bash the Biden administration, especially when the administration has reached out to the Ohio Governor and said, "How can I help This isn't an opportunity for you to attack the Secretary of Transportation and Pete Buttigieg and try to talk about the things that he hasn't done. There are cert- If you watch press conferences with J.D. Vance in regards to this matter outside of Tucker Carlson, he brings up a lot of good points. There are certain things that shouldn't be happening in regards to transportation with these trains and derailments. And he talks about a bigger issue and, and, and how this needs to be more regulated. I'm not against that. But what I am against is you taking this moment, instead of focusing just on your constituents and focusing on people who I'm sure it's like a mirror in front of you. You're looking at the very people from the community that you came from. Instead of focusing on that and what they truly need, you're politicizing the moment. That's a bigger issue to me. And that's what I have a problem with. Pete Buttigieg is trying to, yes, Pete Buttigieg did talk about how they their hands are tied in certain ways. And that has come under the, the, the Trump administration. There's certain things that they are not allowed to do because the Trump administration repealed certain things in regards to transportation. Yes, he did bring that up. But what he has also said is that he is really trying to understand the issue. He's working with the EPA and trying to understand how they can help these residents out so yeah like jd vance in some ways he's milking the moment in some ways he's making good points and in some ways he's milking it
0: so this is the issue here and it exposes the fundamental crack in or the the tear in the fabric of the country right now okay so this is a spot where um and i'm not going to get into the past and uh how things have been done in the past i'm just going to talk about you know, and ideally how things would go, or not even ideally, just in a decency, uh, capacity, how things would go. You have people in Ohio that need help.
2: Right. And the, uh, the priority should be helping them. Yep. Um,
0: helping people who are going to be sick in the coming years, uh, that have the, that might be sick in the coming years, not to be sick in the coming years, uh, ensuring swift cleanup. And safety for the children and the people of East Palestine. Okay. Um,
2: But that's not what happens. That's what happens on either side.
0: Because what you said about what Pete Buttigieg said cannot be glossed over. It's not a time to attack the Trump administration.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If there's something to be talked about with that, it's after we've tended to the needs of the people. And the reason why it's important to uh, put Americans first in this position, in this situation, is because that seems to be right now what our elected officials cannot do. Correct. Which is put Americans first. All right. And this is a clear situation where Americans can be put first. Like I said, I come mm-hmm. from a community where people don't care how long we live. Well people don't care when we cough, when people don't care when tumors grow on our bodies, when people don't care about that. I come from a race of people where my uh my women that I share my community with. People don't care whether or not they die in childbirth. People don't care whether or not they have fibroids. People don't care. They just don't care. Um uh, What we need. shot up. Uh, harvest our organs if we're in prison. All of that stuff. People don't care. So I understand what America's priority is in terms of uh protecting its people, protecting their economic sovereignty and making sure that they have enough money to, to do all that other stuff. And I understand who has to lose in that situation. In this situation right here, though, there's a, a direct... Uh, SOS. People need help, mm-hmm. so let's help mm-hmm. them and kick each other in the nuts. After, okay. First thing, second thing is this: J.D. Vance didn't just politicize the issue; he racialized it. And
1: yeah, he did.
0: That <laughs> is really remarkable.
3: I want everybody to understand that. Donnie, run that soundbite again. The problem we have, Tucker, is that we are ruled by unserious people who are worried about fake problems instead of the real fact that our country is falling apart in some of the most important ways. You mentioned the Environmental Protection Agency. Of course, it says it right there. It should be focused on clean air, clean water. It's the thing that I'm most focused on for the people of East Palestine, but so often they're focused on environmental racism and other ridiculous things instead of fixing the problem that they are established to fix.
0: Okay, so two things jump out of me there. Number one, if the country is falling apart, then what the Republicans could do is drum up support on their side to make sure that all infrastructure bills and everything and the spending on the country uh that the left has wanted to do, that they support it and not try to slash it and cut it and gut it as much as they have, okay? That's one thing they can do. Secondly, this, what J.D. Vance just said to everyone was that the problems in
2: East Palestine are because of niggas.
0: That environmental racism is not a real problem. And the fact that the Biden administration is wasting time on environmental racism, that means that they can't
2: ensure the safety
0: (laughs) and focus on what's really plaguing real Americans, which are issues, people like him, where he grew up, he's from right there in the Appalachian area in East Palestine, and that once again black people are taking up space uh, that would be better served on real Americans, and because of that, people are coughing in this village in Ohio you guys, look it is one thing to drum up support from your side and do all of that stuff we have a real problem in this country with political terrorism And I'm I'm telling you right now, there was a target to what J.D. Vance just said. Mm -hmm. When he said environmental racism, he made it seem like that was conjured up by the left so that they had an excuse not to pay attention to the problems of real Americans. That cast anyone that has made any claim of environmental racism, something that I did, on this very podcast a second ago as the enemy of the real Americans Mm
2: -hmm.
0: who are trying to live their lives. That is very intentional and has to be discussed in a real broad way. And I would love for someone, JD Vance ain't never coming on this podcast, right? We had a conversation. (laughs) We're not going to get JD Vance. We're not going to get Roger Goodell. We're not going to get these people. I would love for someone in the position to ask J.D. Vance if he thinks that America is paying too much attention to the environmental needs of Black people. Just like that. I would love for someone that has the opportunity to talk to J.D. Vance to ask him that question. It's absurd.
2: It is absurd. absurd. And,
0: and, And they are purposely racializing these issues Everything that happened to these people they are white. It's, these are poor white people. And there's something to be, and there's actually a narrative to be spun here or something to be talked about. It's just how poor people in America period are treated. But he didn't take Absolutely. that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? He's like, it's these niggas.
1: And that's why immediately I was like, let me look up the demographic and the socioeconomic status of that community. Because I was like, hmm, hmm. He's really going hard in what he's saying, because as I said earlier, it's a mirror. He sees himself. He sees himself and he's taking the opportunity to, um, as you put, attack something else instead of just focusing on the needs of these people who need so much help. It's really, really sad. And something that you said that we need to focus on even more is that we're talking about the immediate you know, effects of what happened, but this is a long-term issue. This is, I mean, animals, kids, people, they are completely affected by what's happening and it's not going to stop after a couple of weeks. It's a long-term effect. It's really sad.
0: All right. Uh, Nikki Haley is running for president. Speaking of the GOP, let's stay on the GOP for a second. First woman of color. Um, First woman
1: of color for the GOP.
0: For the she w- to she wants to be the first woman of color to get the GOP nomination. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the first woman of color. Woman of color, will you vote for her? Will you support her?
1: Man, the fact that like I'm really stop.
0: It's a woman of I'm, color. A,
1: I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna say that that's the coffee talking. It's the she's a woman of color. Great. It's yeah, the right. coffee talking that you even fix your mouth to ask me that question. Am I supporting Nikki? It's Haley. a Woman of color? No. Oh, so I just go around. So it's Candace Owens. She runs for president. Am I supposed to support her?
0: If she runs for president, you have to consider it.
1: We're supposed to blindly. Well, you know what? That's so great. Because as soon as we get done with Nikki Haley, we can talk about your friend, Tim Scott, and whether or not you're going to be supporting him.
3: Your friend, friend,
1: Tim Scott, who you who has frequented your social media accounts. We can get into that and you can ask yourself that same question. You can Didn't they take down that post? Okay. (laughs) Nikki Haley. Here's the thing. Nikki Haley's got an uphill battle. I understand that she would be a first in a lot of, in a lot of respects, just because she is a woman of color in a Republican party. Yes, she has been. She's a former South Carolina governor. Yes, she was a United Nations ambassador, but. She's running, it, like the timing is off for Nikki. I don't know if she would ever have been the person that they would advance to run against whatever whoever the Democrat will be. I mean, Biden in this sense, but I'm talking in time periods wise. Right now, it's not an opportunity for Nikki Haley to be able to succeed. I appreciate somebody running against Donald Trump, but as many people have already said in regards to Nikki Haley, which Nikki Haley are we going to get? Because as she's been interviewed, I think it was Sean Hannity who directly asked her about Trump, she would not specifically address the answer. So we don't know where she stands with Trump. Yes, we know she's taken back her stance on January 6th, but we have yet to see her condemn Trump, go against Trump. go to. So we don't know. Is Are you trying to be friends with Trump or is this somebody who's anti-Trump after January 6th? It's unclear with Nikki. And I think that's going to be the issue with her. Also, you're running in a party where the loudest voices are not pro-women. So I don't see this being great for Nikki. One, because people don't know where she stands. And two, you're running in a party that does not support women. Some of the biggest mouths in that party are anti-feminist mm. and proud of it. Mm. So it's, it's, it's going to be tough for her.
0: So we're about to see sort of a uh, <clears throat> a mass announcement of everybody who's getting in the race here. Tim Scott's going to get in the race. We already know Ron DeSantis is in it. Try to see who else is getting in the race. Hopefully Kid Did Rock Did he
1: announce?
0: Runs. Did I miss who? that? Who? DeSantis. DeSantis? Uh, he will. He will. He's definitely okay. going to uh, The more people that run, the easier it will be for President Trump to get the nomination. Facts. Really? Why do you say that? Um, Because Even with the
1: DeSantis in
0: I'm curious The more people that run
1: mm-hmm.
0: The more it'll take Die hard loyalty Because remember What we're talking about Is if it's like A bunch of people running Then They stay in the race To varied degrees Then you're, you're needing Less of a percentage Of people to win If the choice is binary It's three people mm-hmm. Of course it's gonna always Start off with a bunch of people but if the choice is binary, it's two people, it's three people, whatever, then um, you're looking at a, the, the opportunity for uh, a clear-cut choice. But if Trump has, let's say he's got 35% of the Republican Party, diehards, or 30% of the Republican Party, diehards, whatever they are, 30 35%, that's not going anywhere. He can't do anything to disenchant those people. He can't. He, like, he can't do anything. And the, the thinner the race is across the board, the better the chance for him, for his 35, 37, 36% of people uh, to win him the primary um, and get him there. If the Republicans really want to turn the page on President Trump, They should dissuade some of these people on the outside who might be able to steal a couple percentage points from jumping into the race. Uh, Nikki Haley will not get this nomination. I don't think she will. Um, I think this is Ron DeSantis' to lose. I think she might be a formidable running mate for somebody on the ticket. Uh, I think Tim Scott might be a formidable running mate for Ron DeSantis. I think a a Ron DeSantis-Tim Scott ticket wins the nomination and might just win the presidency.
1: I definitely Seriously? see that winning the nomination. No, 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 no. Because Tim is not as polarizing. He's the friendly one. He's the one who, you know, he seems to be an ally. He's it, it, for Republicans. He seems to be able to talk in a more moderate way. And I think that uh, him, him balancing out of DeSantis and as a black man, yeah, that's a that that could be a winning ticket.
0: So Tim Scott is preparing a presidential run uh, the Wall Street Journal has cited an anonymous sources familiar with his plans. So I want to make sure that people know who Tim Scott is, because Tim know. Scott is good at sort of cloaking himself. Tim Scott is somebody who has voted with far right GOP policies an overwhelming amount of time. 90 percent. 90 percent. Tim Scott has voted for how, what percentage of Trump's uh, appointed judges, which civil rights organizations have all roundly said are terrible appointments. What is it, like 97% of the time he's voted, mm-hmm. voted to, to mm-hmm. confirm those people? Tim Scott, according to Bakari Sellers, who was here on this podcast, almost single-handedly torpedoed the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Scott is not a vision of a moderate, sort of compassionate future for the right. He's not. He's a lackey. And he's been a lackey during his time in the Senate for some of the worst voices in American politics. And his voting record shows that. His record with his people has showed that. I don't give a fuck what the smoke-filled rooms in Washington where people go, oh, I like Tim Scott. Bakari had a pretty good relationship with Tim Scott. A lot of these people did. Charlemagne was cool with Tim Scott. A lot of these people say, hey, Tim Scott might be the different, a a guy who's a little bit different in all of these situations. Tim Scott might be the guy that you guys want to look at and say, hey, this is a Republican that we can deal with. and can help us get some things done. I haven't fucking seen it. I haven't seen anything from Tim Scott other than, you know what I mean? Uh, Like being a crony for some of the worst Political ideas in modern American history, and I haven't seen anything to prove that. If he wants to come on to disprove that, if he wants to come on this podcast and talk, he he can. By the way, I should say that all of those people that I named said that at one point, and at this point, now I agree that the dude is pretty fucked up, that the dude is trash. Yeah. I, I think he was able to portray himself as something different. Uh,
1: Tim Scott is a black apologist. And there's no way around it. Tim Scott is who the GOP props up as a puppet to basically defend their white supremacy. He's the one who, let's not forget, after Biden's speech in 2021, when we're very much involved in Black Lives Matter, says that racism, or that America is not a racist country. He he said it before Kamala said it. He is who makes white people Feel that they're not racist. And because that's who he represents and who he has continued to show us who he is, as he runs for president for president, when he announces it pretty soon, that's who he's going to continue to be. So Tim Scott is not anybody that we can trust. He's somebody who's going to say exactly what the GOP needs him to say in the right moment, which we've seen time to- like. I'm not. I'm not going to call him an Uncle Tom. I know you have been before. I'm not going to say directly that. Yeah, you put it on your social media.
0: I know, but why though? Why can't we? Like, what's the deal?
1: I. I just. Yes, he is. This. Is, I'm gonna say it in a roundabout way. The reason the term Uncle Tom exists is because of people like Tim Scott. That's not new. They've been doing that since we first came into this country using a Black person who's an apologist, who is going to defend the actions of white people to say they're not as bad as you think they are. That's what Tim Scott continues to do. He does that as a representative, as a, as the only Black senator in Congress, which is why we he has been the one blocking the criminal reform, criminal justice reform bill. And He's going to continue to do that on his run for presidency. And if he should join a ticket with DeSantis or Trump or whoever it may be, because it wouldn't be far-fetched that he would join it with Trump, seeing how he has voted over 90% in favor of how, of, uh, with Trump, uh, that is how Tim Scott is going to represent himself moving forward. This is all he's ever been, and this is all we can expect him to be.
0: So let, let, let's, let's qualify the Uncle Tom thing here real quick. Okay. Because it's not something that I say lightly. I myself have no. been called Uncle Tom because I worked at TMZ.
1: Uh-huh.
0: All right. So it's, it's been something. It's not something. It's not, it's not, you don't like to hear it, right? You don't use
1: it lightly. Yes. Yeah.
0: So for me, this is how I look. You know, you work at a place. Let's take me, Tim Scott, whomever. You work at a place and you're there. The place in and of itself is an organization that some people think are, is not sensitive to the community. All right. Um
2: do you have utility there? Like is there something that you can add there? Okay. Okay.
0: If you're a black republican and you have conservative beliefs fiscally, you have some you have conservative beliefs socially. Does that mean mm-hmm. that you can't advocate for the safety and advancement of your people? No.
1: Right. Right.
0: That doesn't mean that. Exactly. What it would mean, though, is that at certain times you would have to stand in the gap against other members of your party who might Mm -hmm. represent backwards or antiquated ways of thinking, especially when it comes to black people. Mm -hmm. Where you are doesn't make you what you are. What you do does. What you do does. And the reason why I use that distinction for Tim Scott is because Senator Scott has shown over and over again that he is willing to act against the best interests of black people. Right. And he is willing to do that to go along with some of the worst political policies that the far right has to offer. I don't give a fuck if you married to a white woman. That don't make you an Uncle Tom. I don't give a fuck if you go hang out with your friends in the country club and all of that stuff. I don't know how you grew up. I don't know where you come from. Maybe you went to Cranbrook. You went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um. So, So I don't give a fuck. But if you are black and you are intentionally acting Against the interests of black
2: people. You're an uncle Tom.
0: If you are black. And you use that to get through the door. Of some sort of system. And then you then act as a Trojan horse to your community. You're an uncle Tom. That's why the designation exists. I make no apologies about it. Let's move on. They're on Chloe Bailey's head right now. They like giving it to Chloe Bailey.
1: Yeah, but this is different. It's not what people would expect it to be.
2: Okay, so you guys know Chloe Bailey.
0: Child singer.
1: Who did she say? A child singer?
0: Child singer. She's a little girl.
1: She's a grown woman. In some ways. Okay. Chloe Bailey is a grown woman.
0: How old is Chloe Bailey?
1: In her 20s.
0: Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see how old Chloe Bailey is. Chloe. 24. She's 24 years old. Is that, I mean, that's kind of grown.
1: It's a, it's a grown woman. People that's, are out of, that, That's not semi-grown. that everybody goes to college, but if you went to college, you're out of college, you're working a job. she's just grown. Stop. I could, not I, could child. See,
0: I could see how some people, to me now, I'm 42. To me now, that seems kind of grown. I mean, you're, I see, you're that also seems kind of it because
1: you you met her as a child, a baby. right? We were introduced to her, so I think that's how it is. So this this was her. She's forever looked at that way. But go ahead, it, Chloe
0: this was Bailey. Me, This was we. This was Chloe Bailey. We first met her. Hey, hey, Beyonce, you got games on your phone? Beyonce, I want you PA Temple 1. How oh, hey, I seen it national with my ah. so, uh, th-
1: at that point. You need to insert black coffee, no sugar, no cream, and cut it. I'm just saying, and then just like, and let it
0: go. She's, she's a kid, <laughs> um, but she wants, she wants, she's she's not obviously, you know, she's been showing her butt for the last couple of years, and that's something that you know, you do to like take back what to show people you're grown. Who is that mm-hmm. wrong? Is that, and listen, she's showing her
1: butt, but you're being, I, I got, I got to step in. You're okay. being a little shady to Chloe Bailey. How? And I got to step in. You called her a child. She's a grown ass woman. Okay. And then you said she's just, she's been showing her butt. She's been doing much more than that. Okay. In addition to other things, I just got I'm to sorry. step in here. I got to step in here.
0: Okay. Can if, I say something? If you,
1: if, if somebody did know Chloe Bailey, the way you have just described her, discredits so much of what she's done. All right, Go first ahead. First
0: of all, I'm not trying to discredit her because I think she's great. I think Good. Chloe and Halle are great. Do it. Do it. You know, I, I think they're great. I think the music is great. I think I think they're great. All I'm saying is this. She's been
2: it's part of the story. She's been on in a you know, an ascension
0: to grown and sexy music woman. Facts? Is that facts? Would you say that that's facts? Yes,
1: yes.
2: And yes.
0: I got to be honest with you, when people come from Disney or when they come from uh, Seventh Heaven or when they come from any of this stuff, I she can did. give, she came from being a kid star though. So what, what, I'm, what I'm telling you right now is I can give you five different examples, particularly of of, of younger female artists who want to now have their womanhood embraced and it involves showing butt. It's like they'll say, hey, I'm grown now. Here's the butt. I'm not a kid. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I can give you many different examples of this, right? I can think of off the cuff. I can think of a bunch of different people. Hey, I was a kid now. To a degree, Beyonce did that. To a degree, Beyoncé was say my name, say my name, boom, boom, boom. Check me out, video comes. uh, Pink Panther, but Crazy in love. Here it is. I'm solo. I'm without everybody. It was a time when Beyoncé was shaking ass like this is a butt. Here's my butt. Okay? So what I'm saying is, what we're talking about right now, I think is just another step in Chloe Bailey shaking off people who think that she's either safe Or still a girl, still a child. She's facing backlash right now, doing a song with Chris Brown. The name of the song is How Does It Feel. They should have done a different song name, okay? Because that's too easy for the people who don't like Chris Brown. That's a very simple one right there, okay? I mean, I immediately
1: thought about D'Angelo, but yes, I understand what you're saying as
0: well. It's too easy. Okay, it's too easy. Like, how does it feel? A niggas gonna be like, oh, how's the motherfucking left hook feel? I mean, that's what they're gonna say. Like, it's too easy. Um, and people are mad. People are super pissed off. People, she was trending on Twitter who and people are mad that she's working with Chris Brown. There's been a sort of uh effort, it seems like, in the last, you know, couple of months or whatever, for a lot of people to get people off Chris Brown's back. Remember, uh, Kelly came out in support of Chris Brown and people have right. saying that Chris Brown's... What are your thoughts, Rachel? You're a lady. I mean,
1: we talked about this. We talked about this. We had a whole... When Kelly came out and people were booing that Chris Brown won the award and she accepted it for him, we talked about this. I don't even really have that much to say about it because people were mad at our opinion. You know, I remember it was a whole thing on our Reddit page and they were giving examples, some that I even wasn't aware of, the things that Chris Brown's done that have been, you know, related to. Uh, physical assault that I I myself wasn't even aware of. So I kind of am like, okay, I understand where people are coming from. And if these incidents are true, then there does need to see, be a conversation about excusing this type of behavior when it's continuous and not a one off. I'm not saying one time is okay. I'm just saying if it's continuous behavior and we're excusing it, that's a problem. So I understand why there's two sides to this, because I've been on one side and I see, and I've seen people give uh, evidence of, of him being involved in other physical assaults or other issues that are problematic, whether it's harassing or threatening, or I don't want to say stalking, but somewhere along that line. So I get the outrage, Chris Brown's forever going to be polarizing. He's forever going to be it. And it's really an individual decision for each artist of whether they decide they're going to work with him. And then they have to deal with the backlash that comes with that.
0: Do you think Chloe's team didn't see this? Or do you think that they saw it and decided that they would court it anyway because Chris Brown offers them a little bit of a conversation piece that they couldn't get on their own?
1: I do believe in that, in the latter of what you said, but I also think that there's an industry standard, and there's a standard that people who aren't involved in that have. And I think the industry has forgiven him, and so you will continue to see, as you have. I mean, name all the black female artists that have worked with Chris Brown since then. I mean,
0: the list is long. I mean, a lot of people. That's why it's it's it, you know it's almost like people there's weren't a, paid. It's an industry standard. People weren't paying attention for a while, and now they started paying attention again.
1: I think they were paying attention. Just, you know, how some things just pick up, it, lo- get louder. But I think that, as I said, there's an industry standard, and then there's a standard for people who have, who are observing it, who aren't tied to it. The industry has forgiven Chris Brown. Huh. In the I'm, court of a public opinion, I don't think he's been forgiven yet.
0: Uh, a couple of years ago, her did a song with Chris Brown. I mean, there's been many, many people, many Zedaya.
1: black women. Black women, to be specific, have partnered with Chris Brown.
0: So it's just it's it's interesting that they're taking the, the opportunity to kick Chloe's back in for it, maybe because she represents something a little bit different um, and a little bit pure and more innocent
1: or to be maybe honest because you. or maybe because, as you said, it's been picking up steam as of recent. She should have known better at this point okay, this person did it. It wasn't really talked about. Now they're educated. They won't do it again. Well, it's kind of back on every the forefront of everyone's mind that maybe you shouldn't partner with him because people are going to have a big reaction. So that's probably why they're holding Chloe to a, a higher standard.
0: Um, So I saw a lot of the conversation around what we thought about Chris Brown as well. Uh, and it's interesting. I wonder sometimes... Is there anything that a guy with his reputation for some people could do to not elicit such a visceral reaction from people?
1: But he's continued to do, if you saw the conversation around it, you saw that there were other incidents.
0: Right. So then what people are saying is that Chris Brown is in, uh, he's trashed in, in perpetuity.
1: I think it's like if this if there if there's a continued behavior, then they're saying then that's just is, who he is. That's who he is. It's defined. I think that's what the public is saying, and yeah. it makes sense. It's like Trey songs, right? There have been it's multiple. Like, it's ac- like who? Well, Trey songs in the sense that there have been multiple accusations against him. Some have been dropped. What I'm just saying is, yeah. it comes to a point where it's like, okay, are people just talking, or like, is this really who you are?
0: I'm just wondering why you said it like that, Donnie. Did you hear that? Trey songs. Donnie, jump on. Trey songs. Trey songs. Trey songs.
2: How did I didn't say, to say
0: it? You didn't say it's like Trey songs. You said it's like Trey songs. Oh, you made that's his the name proper. Into that's just a proper.
1: In me coming out.
0: Wait, hold on. What? That I, I put I, I the want...
1: emphasis on the. I put the emphasis on the wrong thing.
0: Trey songs. Donnie. Trey you, songs. You heard, say it again. Trey songs. Trey songs.
1: Trey songs.
0: Trey, song. it's Trey songs. It's Trey
1: songs. Trey songs. No. Trey songs. Trey no. songs.
0: It's. Uh, it, is your name Rachel Lindsay or is it Rachel Lindsay? Rachel Lindsay.
2: Okay.
1: Trey songs. Trey. Is that better?
2: No. It's oh. the
0: same thing. <laughs> like Don, like the, Let Donnie, me hear you saying. D- D- Trey I mean, songs. Donnie. Am I fucking tripping right now? No, not at Let all. Me Let Trey me hear you it. Trey songs. Trey songs. Trey songs. Um, Trey songs. Trey songs. Trey songs. Trey songs.
1: Am I doing it? No. Trey songs. Trey songs. Trey songs. Okay. I'm gonna give you another name that I've been told that I do. I'd never have been told this about Trey songs before, Uh but there's another name that I do it with. Say T Y G A. Tiger. 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 Am I saying it right? Tiger. Say it again. Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. Tiger. 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 Okay. Sometimes uh, people make fun of the way I say it. Tiger.
0: I uh, see. You said it different just then. Now it sounds weird. <laughs> now I'm, I'm, my head is <laughs> fucked up. Um, <laughs> what, 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 uh, <laughs> do you think the backlash for, uh, for, for Chloe is, is justified here?
1: I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to be indifferent. Okay. I think that it is great for a podcast. I sorry. I, and I already said it. I can see both sides of it. The industry has forgiven him. A lot of people haven't because of there has been continuous behavior. So, because of that, I understand why people are upset with Chloe as if you should have known better. There are Plenty of other R&B artists that you could collaborate with, yet you chose this one. You had options. You're Chloe Bailey. It's not like you're just breaking into this industry. You have options. And yet you chose somebody who's controversial and problematic. I understand why people can be upset.
0: I think they're picking on her.
1: Why?
2: Because he's done other songs with
0: other people and the backlash hasn't been the same. The decisions that people have made about Chris Brown That's fine I'm not going to defend Chris Brown But he's made songs with LMA, He's made songs with her And I just didn't hear The same backlash um, When he made those songs with those women The Zaya song was a little while ago That was like 2016 That's way after mm-hmm. Like a lot of the stuff that we're talking about But even then I was like oh okay well you know so he's done some songs that I just haven't heard. This, this, this same like type of situation. Did I not see Sierra was gonna go and dance with Chris Brown and do a Chris Brown performance?
1: They were gonna do a Michael Jackson.
0: They were tribute. doing it, and I'm so not to, sure th- that I heard the same it backlash. Didn't I know, but but she but she let people know that she was going to do it.
1: Yeah, and I didn't hear the even,
0: same backlash even for her. That even it's, it when seems when like I a Core Bailey thing.
1: Even when I heard it, it was like, okay, but what does that look like? Are y'all just both going to be on the stage at the same time? Or he does his thing and then you do a separate thing? I think because we didn't see it, it didn't get that. But I will say with Chloe, or let me ask you this. Obviously, we know Ella Mai. I'm a fan of Ella Mai. Is Ella Mai as big of a star as Chloe? Would she get the same reaction to doing a collab with Chris Brown as Chloe, as Chloe did, so I think, Chloe has, a I think Chloe has because I think Chloe has crossover May. crossover appeal because of how she started off. Whereas Ella May, who I love, is more R and B. I, like I don't know if you went to the other side, if they would be like, "Oh yeah, I know Ella May." So I think that might be also why people come after Chloe. Hers, she might be a,
0: hers a, a bigger in the Beauty and the Beast. She's a big deal now. right?
1: Now, but when did her and Chris Brown collaborate? I
0: think it was twenty twenty one. It was a couple of years ago, I think. Maybe twenty nineteen.
1: It was twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah. So, you know.
1: There's a lot going on in twenty twenty one. People might not have been in this much, but they might have. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But I do think that people do come after Chloe in a way. They do, like they, I, think, I think that people are I would a little... agree with that.
0: People are a little unfair to Chloe. You know, I, 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 I think, I well, I will say this. When I was talking about, you know, the grow up situation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's a difference between how that used to happen and how it happens now. Mm-hmm. So what used to happen is, you used to be like a child star. And then all of a sudden you appear in Rolling Stone or Maxim and it's like somebody, somebody not a kid no more. <laughs> and it all, and it shows you, and it's like a sexy photo shoot of you leaving an elementary school and you got a bathing suit on or some crazy shit. When I, when I tell you that everybody did this, Jessica sure. Simpson, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Lara, Jessica Biel, Rudy, like almost everyone did this. Yeah. I, not a kid no more. Ooh, <laughs> as a You know what I'm saying? And then they come out and they do this. I think that it was a different thing When it was in a magazine or in a music video than it was in, say, like Instagram because it wasn't so jarring to people. I think people have less sort of grace for it than they used to because it used to be like you didn't see somebody for a little while. They're promoting something new and then all of a sudden, bam. Oh, shit. Have you seen her now? Whereas with Instagram, it's like fucking Thursday. Thursday. You're a wholesome team star, and then the following Tuesday, uh, you post a Bible verse with a thong. You know what I mean? How people do that? I love how people do that. They go, uh, I'm a phenomenal one, or they like put Maya Angelo, I'm a phenomenal yeah, woman. Cool. <laughs> phenomenally. And then it's them with their back turned, sweat running down the crack of their back to their ass. No problem with it. Well, I'm just saying it's just funny. I just, you know. When I like when I finally get like super swole, I'm not gonna do that.
2: I'm gonna be like, "Yo, here's my print.
0: Run with it." Like when I get my shit straight, like see this right here. When I get all yeah. of this, when I get all of this doing, when I get super swole, see I'm in the gym. When I get super mm-hmm. swole, it's gonna be like here, Van Lathan, titty juice, nipples, okay. two of them, boom okay. in your face. So, but what I'm saying is like I think that. Instagram changed a little bit. Now people are like, wow, I just saw Chloe's butt. Sure. And so it, 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 you know, and so, I, people are not letting her grow at a specific rate. I'm not saying that this has all to do with the Chris Brown because I think Chris people's opinions about Chris Brown are very sincere. But I also think that a little bit of this is like...
1: I think it too because she was, it wasn't gradual. It was just like, bam. It was like, Flipped the switch, and I think a lot of people had a hard time. And then Hallie still was doing Hallie. Hallie. So but I think
0: Hallie right now is in the love triangle between Ruby Rose and DDG. These girls Allegedly. are growing. up
1: Allegedly, these Allegedly. girls
0: are going. These women. You said they're young women. They're young women. They're gonna they make bad women. decisions with men, and they're gonna be going back and forth with for Ruby good- Rose. And
1: yes, that is a part of life. We yeah. all have done it.
0: You know. So, but I think people, some people are are disappointed in her, and it's very valid. Uh, their concerns about some of the stuff, um, that they're talking about. But then there are also people who just they kind of hate on everything hate. she does. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, it's time for mail back. Uh-huh. Animal, animal, animal game. Animal, what? What? Animal, Daddy, animal, animal game. What? What's happening? Animal, animal game. <laughs> That's the animal games theme song right there. We have no mailbag today because we did a special edition of Animal Games, which you'll be able Mm -hmm. to hear on Monday on a special animal-themed episode of Higher Learning. Now, there's a possibility that, you know, something really crazy happens over the weekend and we have to give you guys maybe like 15 minutes. But other than that, we're (laughs) going to have an animal-centric episode as we will not be recording.
1: Not a week off. We'll be back Thursday.
0: We'll be back Thursday. We'll be back Thursday? Mm -hmm. Will we?
1: Yeah, next we're Thursday. doing it next yeah. Thursday. Oh,
0: we'll be yeah. back Thursday. Yeah. We'll be back Thursday. So just one
1: episode, guys. Just one, one episode. episode. Y'all can
0: wait. Y'all can wait. Y'all can wait. We love you guys. Okay. Uh, do you have an unexpected ally of the week, Rachel? I don't. I do not either. Um, it it's it's not been a very ally centric uh piece of uh of, of time. I will say this though. I don't have an unexpected ally of the week, but I do want to say this. Um and maybe this is a little off the cuff, but I actually want to uh, give a shout out and say, not even a shout out, say thoughts and prayers with the family of Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, you know, we lost a great woman, a great actress, uh, international sex symbol, uh, rest in peace to Raquel Welsh who passed away. Um, Trailblazing in a lot of different ways. Uh, One of the... First Hollywood uh, celebrities that I was introduced to, my uncle had a massive crush, crush on Rochelle Raquel Wells. So I want to make sure that, uh, people understand just how important her career was, just how much she meant to a, a lot of different generations of people. But I saw today that Bruce Willis has been officially diagnosed with a form of dementia at 67, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. which
0: is early and he has his family and his extended family who will be looking after him and caring for him. Um, and as sad as it is, they say that they are, uh, pleased or, uh, relieved to have a diagnosis. You guys, Bruce Willis has just been an incredible part of my childhood and, and you know, and my growing up. You know, so many different movies that he's been in and, just who he represented as um, like a Hollywood movie
2: star, like a good guy. Um,
0: I'm not aware of any smut on Bruce Willis's name. Uh, You know, you always hesitate to say that because you don't know, but to watch somebody um, that has meant so much to Hollywood over the decades, so many movies that I love In my life, so many performances that I love in my life uh, Go through something like this Literally something that attacks The the very organ That he used To captivate people on screen For so many years Um, It's just uh, The most wicked irony uh, That fate could deal you And it's a reminder That You know, we're here encasing these bodies And you just never know when the lights are going to be either turned out or dimmed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, just, you know, to the family of Bruce Willis, Demi Moore, his wife, everyone, uh, Demi Moore is his ex-wife, but his his current wife, and Demi Moore was the one who talked about it today, his children, uh, just tough. It's really, really it's, sad.
1: It's very tough. It is a very hard disease to watch watch somebody you love deteriorate, but at the same time, they know that they're deteriorating. And so there's a lot of frustration. And so it's particularly hard on the caretaker as you are trying to be there with them and watching this frustration and watching them literally loop, like not just forget their memory, but then forget how to function in life. Forget how to turn things on, turn things off, how to use the bathroom, how to wash. It's, it is a, Tough. It runs on my family. It is a tough disease. So definitely thinking about his family and about him as they're going going through all of this.
0: Okay. Take so your think caps off. We do not stop learning. There will be a higher learning on Tuesday. We will, there will be a new higher learning next Friday. You guys take it easy. I'm Van Lathan Jr.
1: I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Bye guys.